Good evening, everybody. Thank you for joining this evening. My name is Ulushure Adifuye. And we are so excited to have all of us here this evening. Uh, this webinar is organized by DreamBoard Initiative. DreamBoard Initiative is a not-for-profit organization that seeks to uh, enable young people achieve their dreams and we use education as our tool. Uh, this webinar started off, you know, as a response to the pandemic and, you know, creating conversations around how we can look back on 2020 and know and see that we have achieved one or two things despite the horrors of the pandemic. Uh, with me um, this evening, I have a friend, a mentor, a brother of mine. His name is Adibayo Ajayi. And he, we, today together, we will be, um, you know, driving the conversation on strategizing the road, the pathway to success. Um, good evening, Adibayo Ajayi. Hello, good evening. Thank you for joining us this evening. How was your day? Has the pandemic been? Have you been coping with um, COVID-19 and, you know, you know, generally? Well, my day has been good. Um, pandemic, so far, so good. We are still moving. We are still alive. Thank God. Thank God. I'll just quickly read Adibayo's profile before you know we start the conversation. Adibayo's passion in life is simple: to help you achieve all-round excellence in life using proven principles. Is an excellent personal excellence coach with practical results. He has been on this journey for more than ten years, graduating with a distinction, masters in oil and gas engineering from the prestigious Robert Gordon University in Scotland, UK, after bagging a first-class degree in chemical engineering from Covenant University. While he was the best graduating student in the department, he, he has a certificate in fundamentals of management from Lagos Business School. Alibayo is your go-to person for sustainable learning. He has spoken on various platforms and has also co-authored four books. As a social entrepreneur, he is the team lead of Success Within International, an organization with the mandate to raise people of outstanding success for global relevance. He is an analytic supply chain professional, handling all aspects of processing and production functions, commercially astute and business focused with strong knowledge of organizational management, business analytics, lean and six sigma and project management. Nothing short of excellence is his mantra, and that's what you will encounter when you come in contact with him. He's married to his beautiful friend of many years, Kate, and has an adorable son. Thank you, Adibayo, for taking our time to join us this evening. So um, we have a wide mix of audience with us this evening. We have undergraduates. We have undergraduates in tertiary institutions. We have undergraduates that are not yet in tertiary institutions. And then we have people that are out of school. And then we have people that are in the school of life. life. 
you know. So everybody here is a student in one form or another. And, you know, COVID-19 has put a halt into our lives and has caused a dramatic change. So, you know, how how do you speak to us? What 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 should we, you know, what what is the mindset we should have? How should we deal with this, you know, situation right now? Because a lot of us, we don't even know where and how to find our feet. Okay. Um I will just start by saying that COVID-19 was, um, it's a pandemic that no one prepared for. And it has been in Nigeria since about um, March, to be precise. And this is June. We The pandemic is still very much around in Nigeria. In short, I learned that we have not yet reached the peak. So the pandemic has been, as is, is here and it's basically growing. So I would say that you should not put your life on hold for the pandemic to be over. Because once the pandemic is over, you be you 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 might be amazed. It might take months, it might take years. So you should always put you should still put your life rolling rather than waiting for the pandemic to be over, basically. It seems we are on mute. Can you hear you? Apologies. So I'm a student, and for okay. example, in America or UK, where I can take online classes, you know, my life will practically not be on hold as it seems right now. So, what are the things I I should be doing now? You know, how okay. can I? Yeah. Okay. Okay. You, just to rephrase your question before answering that. So you are saying that now that online classes is not in Nigeria is currently limited. So if you are saying, what should you be doing? Is that your question? Exactly. All right. So now that you, you see that online classes are not um, at the level at which it should be right now. So what should you do? The first thing I need to say is that your teacher, your school is not responsible for the overall education of what happens to you at the end of the day. It's all about you. So you also need to do a lot of personal reading. If you're a student and you're at home, probably a university or secondary school, or we are parents right now on the score, we should not depend because at the end of the day, in the, in the next two, five, 10 years, we are not going to blame our teachers. We are not going to blame the school. We are basically responsible for our life. We are basically responsible for our children's life. So what we can do is that rather than waiting for the school to perform magic when there is no magic, because we know that online system, online facility in Nigeria is basically not at the level as it should be. So you can do a lot of personal studies. You have textbooks to read. You have online lectures that you can do yourself. You can read yourself. That's one. Number two, another thing you can do is that you can start learning a lot of skills. There are a lot of skills and everywhere right now. People are learning all sorts of things. You can learn the skills you've been wanting to learn for a while now that public schools have been the one as has been the one actually pulling you back because of lack of time. You have all the you have the luxury of time now. You can pick a skill to learn. Number two, you can you can learn a course that probably is not even is not even alongside what you are learning in school. You can learn something on data analytics. You can learn something on IT. You can learn something. You you can learn project. You can learn a whole lot of stuff right now. Those that you need to maximize time by developing yourself academically by doing a lot of personal study or taking online classes, which is exclusive of what your school is offering you. You can learn skills, practical and craft skills right now. You don't need to go anywhere. It's online. You just pay for a course online. You learn it or or take certification or courses right now. Those are the things you can do while waiting for this season to pass over. Yeah. Okay, I must add that if you have any question, 
you know, you can put the question in the chat room. You know, your questions will be attended to by us right now. Yeah. Okay, so we can learn online courses, we can do um, take certifications. In what exactly, you know, it's it, these things are very broad. So how yeah. can we, how, for me, it's, I want to look back next year, two years from now and say, oh, I picked these skills, I picked that skills, I, you know, did this. Yes, so okay. How can I, how can I, um, you know, zero focus? Am I supposed to be focusing on things based on my academics only? Am I supposed to be focusing on life skills? Am okay. I supposed to be focusing on soft skills? You know, what are the things that, you know, because the world is changing. Yeah, so, I, 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 I must say that I'm impressed by that question because, you know, if, for example, if you, if you like Instagram, you can see that every day you see nothing less than five to 10 Instagram live ongoing every single time you open your Instagram. It's basically because people have seen that it, people can learn anything. But I must start with this. One of the, the, one of the best books I've ever, ever read in life, the name is Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Precisely one of the habits talks about having the end in mind. Now you should start and in planning, I call it bottom to top approach. So in planning, you must start with the end in mind. So look at yourself in the next five years, in the next 10 years, in the next two years, in the next three years, short term, long term, what exactly do I want to become? What exactly do I want to do? Now, if you have a picture, so for me, I'll just use my, myself as an example. So for me, I want to become a management consultant, for example. Now as a management consultant, I know that I have science background. I must understand finance background. I must understand pure management, I must understand every every aspect of life. So this time around, now that I'm still working, or well, in 11 weeks, I've been working from home. And I'm among the lucky ones. So I've been working from home. So I missed just doing my doing my office work and all. Now the travel time of Lagos traffic, five hours is no longer there. So what exactly am I translating my five, five hours into? Don't forget, like I said, I have the end in my, I want to become a consultant. And as a consultant, I need to learn about marketing. I need to learn about finance. I need to learn about things that are way beyond the scope of science. So all my learning are embedded in that. So for example, I took a course about a month ago, once when the pandemic just started, I took a course um, on Coursera, marketing analytics. I want to understand the interface between marketing and data analytics. So I took a course like that and several courses like that that I've been doing. Do you get my point? So it's it's still it's tied to my overall picture. It's tied to what exactly I, I want to achieve in, in the next five years. So if if this period you just want to do because you want to be on Instagram live because everyone is doing Instagram live and you you are not you are not you're not being focused or your learnings or your or what or your or the skills you are getting in this product is not targeted towards something else. At the end of the day, it might be a waste of time because there's something called the, the, um, the power of use, which means that whatever you don't use become obsolete. So it, it also means that if you learn something because you think you are learning it, in the next two, one, three years, six months, two months, you've not used what you've learned, it becomes obsolete because it, mean, it then means that this time that you have used to acquire the knowledge that you don't intend to use, it's, it's, waste, it's a waste of time. So you need to have the overall picture. What exactly do you want to do and start from there? Hmm, amazing. Begin with the end in mind. So look at yourself in say um, 15, 20 years. What what kind of life do you want to have? What kind of person Absolutely. do you see? And now begin to walk backwards. So is it just, okay, I want to be a medical doctor. Okay. 
I cannot go to class and learn the science of it, but can I pick up some soft skills along the way, you know, that can help me be better? Can I take some courses online in medicine or engineering or psychology or whatever discipline that you have chosen for yourself? Begin with the enemy. That is so amazing. So I want you to shed more light on that principle of use because I feel like, you know, we've not been actively learning, but there are some things that we have learned. So how can we call those things, you know, call it to remembrance, you know? You know, I just want you to shed more light on that um, principle of use for some of us that are not um, quite familiar with that. Adebayo, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello? Hello, yes, yeah, sorry. So I was using my system, but my system got disconnected. So I'm using my phone now. I think we can continue. Yes. Okay, so I was saying that I want you to shed more light on the principle of the law of use, as you have mentioned, because yeah, we are not actively learning now. It seems like some things are on hold now, but there are some things that we had learned in the past. So how yeah. can we even ensure that we don't let um, those skills go docile? How can we you know, actively engage them, as you have mentioned? Okay. Um, I'm, I, 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 I like principles. So one of the principles that I've gained over time is Pareto principle. Very strategic, very simple, very straightforward. It's called 80-20 principle. It says that 20% of what you focus on gives you 80% of the results. So it means that there are certain skills you know you need. So if you learn all those things and you utilize them, you get the results. So rather than beating about the bush and trying to say, ah, let me try this out with this work, let me try this out with this work, let me try that with this work, what if it doesn't work? So, but if you are sure that you know that you want to use a particular skill, you want to learn a particular thing, you want to learn machine language, you want to learn Python, you want to learn, you want to learn how to use Canvas, or you want to just learn stuff, and you are sure that you really want to use those things, then you can then go for short learning. So that's what I mean by the law of use. The law of use says that whatever you don't use become obsolete, and it's it's it's, it's even scriptural. So if, if you have a particular gift and you don't use it, it's um, it it's 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 it, it, it gets at the same level. And because it gets at them, it gets diminished. So basically, go after the knowledge you think or you know that you use. However, there are coincidences in there are coincidences in the sense that you can try to learn something and and you don't even know that you're going to use that in the future, and automatically you just start using it. So that is about that. That is those are for lifelong learning. So that's very important. You can also pick stuff not because you have um there's not not because you have um a practical or a current need for that. But I always advise people to go for learnings they know that they require first before learning other things that might or might not be useful for them. First things, learn the skills that you know you would require. The things that you know that, okay, will be useful in whatever field or discipline you currently are or whatever discipline you want to go into. So learn those skills and then pick up other soft skills along the way. So yeah. if you were to, um, um, okay, so this question is two-faced. Let me ask, ask the first one. If you were to um, say, 
I come to you now and I'm like, I, I need a counsel from you. And I, I, I'm telling you, okay, please, can you tell me um, top five soft skills you feel like the future is tilting towards soft skills, you know, okay. that I should learn right now. And, you know, how can I learn and then begin to apply some of all these things that I pick up? Okay. So, um, just to paraphrase again, your question is that what are the five top five, what are the top five soft skills that people need to pick yes. up right now? Is that your question? Yes. yes. Top five skills. Okay. Um, one of the, one of the things I've learned, at least I've, um, this year will be my fifth year working in two multinationals. I work in two multinationals and um, I've seen a lot of people advance in career and I've seen a lot of people drop along the way. I've seen a lot of people being frustrated in career. And coincidentally, I just discovered by my wife that 85% of what amount, what accounts for career success is actually emotional intelligence. Is that, that's amazing. It means, it, it means that it means that what gets you promoted, what gets you to see um, senior, senior manager, senior management roles, what gets people to become top leaders in organization is actually not their competence on the job. So it's emotional intelligence. And um, looking back, I remember when I started my journey in Nigerian bureaus as a manager, young manager, and um, and coincidentally, that was where I met you. And um, <laughs> yeah, I, I got outstanding appraisers back to back. And just looking at this IG live now, I found that there's one of my colleagues that was Nigerian bureaus that is currently on this um sorry this Zoom meeting that is currently there. Celestine, I'm saying hi to you. And I noticed that I was the youngest manager in that particular department, and I got two outstanding appraisers. And it was not because it was not because um, I, want, I have more competence than those I have spent long, longer on that road. It's because I was able to manage my boss. I had a very tough boss that nobody likes. So what I, all I did was to make that boss my friend. So that's, that takes me to the first skill, emotional intelligence. There is no substitute for emotional intelligence. In marriage, you need emotional intelligence. To deal with your colleagues, you need emotional intelligence. To deal with your boss at all, you need emotional intelligence. To deal with your friends randomly, you need emotional intelligence. That's the first skill, emotional intelligence. Number two, IT skills. You need to always jump at the next available upgrade in IT skills. And what is really now is data analytics. And data analytics is not, you don't need to know how to code. You don't need to learn how to do the Python or the Java skills. As simple as Power BI. It means, I, 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 I started using Power BI last year and I found out that Power BI is so amazing that it doesn't only present, it's an interactive tool. And I learned it. I learned how to use Power BI. So that's the second point. The skill you need to learn is data analytics. Very, very, very critical. And number three is designing skills. You, you, as in, you have no excuse not to. So a lot of people call it creativity. So like creativity. So creativity in the sense that it's, it's, creativity is a, better, a lot of talk like creativity, designing, innovation, organization, skills, and the rest. Very critical. That's creativity. The fourth one I'm going to talk about is project management. And project management in the sense that I'm, I'm currently a project manager. I'm, I, I'm a currently project manager for Western Central Africa in my current organization. And um, I noticed that project management is basically managing process. And it's a lot easy. You, you rest. There's no pressure. And these are skills that organizations want individuals to possess. Because if you can manage, if you're a good project manager, you can manage people, you can manage projects, you can manage resources. It means you can manage everything organizations basically. Uh, 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 you can manage things holistically. 
So I think I will just talk about those four points. I won't mention five points because you want me to mention five points, but and those are the four points that I think I can remember right now. Yeah, thank you. So, emotional intelligence, data analytics, um, project management. Um, what's the fourth one? IT, IT skills, data analytics, and designing. Yeah, design. yeah creativity and innovation. Yeah, coincidentally, I started taking some designing courses earlier on when um, COVID started. So if you need some, um, um, you know, you can start with Canva. Canva is quite easy, you know. Just take yeah. a five-minute YouTube tutorial on Canva and then just keep exploring. Just, just, to, just to add to that, um, so I, I currently have um, a social enterprise and um, we did a scholarship test and we wanted to give the winners certificate. So rather than just contracting somebody to do this certificate, I designed this certificate myself. It's as easy as that. So I've saved money myself. Rather than paying someone to do it, I designed this certificate myself. So those are examples. Yeah, thank you. So you can use Canva. You can use um, Photoshop. It seems complicated, but a few tutorials here and there. And there, there I even found online that there is a, this scholarship going on for for um, designing. I'll, I'll look it up and then I'll have it posted on our social media platforms for people that are interested in that. So there are a lot of um, freebies going on in the designing space right now. So you can hop on one of those trains, you know, to learn design. And emotional intelligence is is it it transcends it's 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 a skill that once you have it, you have it, and it's a skill that transcends every workspace, every phase of life, every relationship that you have so those are amazing amazing phenomena let me go to the chat if we have any question from anyone right now okay we don't have a question yet okay um bio so you have said so many things right now and you know it's so i want to speak to um i want to speak to emotional intelligence because I want you to, to, to share a few tips on, you know, what people can pick up with emotional intelligence. Okay. Um, okay. Um, emotional intelligence is um, basically managing yourself and managing people. A lot of, and that's a part that I feel like a lot of people don't get. When they talk about emotional intelligence, they just feel like it's all about people. Emotional mm -hmm. intelligence basically it's about yourself, first of all, yourself and about people. So, for example, emotional intelligence is not denying yourself of things that you know is valuable for you. Because, you know, there's a lot of well, mental, mental alertness, mental awareness and the rest right now. So, and a lot of people just feel like emotional intelligence, let, let people just be happy. So, it's about yourself. So, it's, it's about managing yourself self managing people effectively so emotional intelligence is you know it's not everything you get angry at emotional intelligence is that sometimes when you have to say no you you try and um how i put it now you try and take the pain you try and take some pain to get the gain so emotional intelligence doesn't mean means that because you want to get promoted you don't need to fight with your colleagues to get forward because you need to get your colleagues buying also so that even when you get when you become their boss they then be able to support you so there's a whole lot about emotional intelligence that um, we can't we can't discuss all through in this in this meeting. But emotional intelligence is a skill that everybody needs to pursue. Okay, 
So I have a question here. Okay. And present it to me personally. I am a younger student. So by younger student, I mean maybe year one or maybe SS3. Um, I've heard everything that has been said, but I don't really know how to start and what to do. Okay. Um, let me let me just give maybe by giving this personal story, you would um you understand what I'm saying. So if you are in SS one or under level, just to confirm. You said younger students. I'm guessing a younger okay. class or maybe. Um, okay. So um you know it it, it basically seems like this COVID nineteen everything is on hold. That's just like basically the scenario because people cannot go to school, people are at home and they are forced. So people are not prepared for this time. And this is 11 weeks already on partial lockdown. It, mm. means that, it means that you should have discovered what you want to do. If you have not discovered what you want to do, it's not too late because things will, I don't, I'm not expecting things to go back to us it should be anytime soon. I get what I'm saying. So I'll just give a very personal example. Um, while I was on IT, to be precise, um, 2012 internship, I was an IT um, student with Adax Petroleum, and my boss was always on the oil, on the on the field as oil well. So I was always alone in the office. I was not doing anything in the office. I was just sitting. I I was living in Yanokwaja with my aunt, and I was Adax was in VI. So I wake up 4:30 every morning to go to VI, and um, getting to work, I have nothing to do at work. I'm just sitting. So I told myself that, no, I cannot just waste six months of IT, traveling five hours in traffic to and fro and wasting eight hours at work. So what did I do? I, I asked myself, what are the things I like doing? I said, well, while I was in university, I was not only interested in passing exams. I was interested in what to make other students pass exams. So I was interested in how to develop brain power. I was interested in how to, as in how people can be the be the best version of themselves. So those, those were what I was interested in. So I said, you know what? Since I have all those abilities, I have all those thoughts, I started putting those thoughts into, into, into writing. So I go to work every morning, I'll start writing, writing. And within six months, I released my first book, Mental Illumination. And that was, that was during IT, during internship. So I, I read Mental I wrote Mental Illumination as an undergraduate student. And guess what? I made about 300,000 error as an undergraduate student, my first six figures. Do you understand? Although I think um, so it's 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 so that was how I was able to do something. So the, the, the problem is that I cannot tell you exactly what to do. That's why I'm telling you, you need to start with the end. What, what do you like doing? You might your own might not be writing books, your own might be you, you, you want to you want to learn how to make air. You can learn all those things now. Your own can be that you want to learn how to code, you can learn all those things now. So that's why I said you need to start with the end in mind. What exactly do you like doing? What exactly do you like doing? And like I always say, time waits for no man. Nobody's going to wait for you. You have your life to pursue and you have to be intentional about your life and go after what exactly you want. Amazing. So I hope it was able to help. Um, so you need to more or less look inward, begin yeah. with the end in mind, and then look around you you know, take advantage of the opportunities and resources around you in terms of human resource. For Adebayo's example, he had time. Time was a resource around him that he took advantage of. So yeah. look inward, what, what are the things that really fascinate you? Then look around you, 
who, who is the one person you can speak to that is doing something in line with what you think you like or what you have, you know, just in, in it might not be passion, passion, but it, you know, just an, an interest in. Then I have another question here. Um, you, you switch careers, for example, from hardware to a design field. Will you categorize your former career as a waste? Okay. And what do you do when you are good with both? Okay. Although they are mostly unrelated. Okay. I think after answering this question, the person asking will pay me because that is exactly my scenario. Okay, so I used to work with um, Nigerian breweries as a production manager. So I was in charge of production. The Martina you drink, the Amstel, I was night shift, day shift, managing process, and I was the production manager basically. I was I was in, I was like the shift manager then involved in production process. So and guess what? I was getting good appraiser. I was very very good. In short, when there are quality issues or there are there are things that I, I, I need to, maybe there are issues with the process. Maybe you have low pH, high alcohol, low alcohol, and everything. I could easily design and say, you know, this is what is happening. I could, I could, I was really good at that, but I was not, that's what I like doing. I want to do stuff with more of my head rather than just trying to, to, to do, use muscle to, to just follow the process. So I say, you know what, enough of production process. And because my long-term goal is to be a management consultant. So I say, you know what, let me pick up a project management role. And I have never tried my own project management. And I saw a role, it is basically about innovation project management for, for about 16 countries. You, might, you can imagine, I've never been a project manager before. And I had a, offer, I had a role that, that it was only West Africa, which was about, I think, 13 to 14 countries I was managing. And Central Africa was added at the beginning of this year. That's about 16 countries in total. And I have never tried it. So what did I do? I picked up the role, I started reading. And I'm currently preparing for my PMP exam. So I'm not, I don't even have a PMP certificate yet, but I can tell you that as a project management, I'm doing extremely well. I love production process. I love project management. And one of the things that helped me in project management is that when, in the project management part, there's a part on execution, which has to do more of the operations management and the rest. And that is so cheap for me because my hard skill knowledge, which is production management, I understand what production entails. So I understand the difficulties anybody can 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 go into. So as a prayer management, I make excuses for for um I make excuses and I try to simplify operational processes using my background in production operation. So no knowledge is a waste. Absolutely. Secondly, my I did my master's in oil and gas engineering. I went to the best oil and gas school in Europe, Robert Gordon, to go and learn oil and gas engineering. I have never used oil and gas engineering for once. But I can tell you that it's not a waste because, like I said, I want to go a management consultant. Probably I'm going to be consulting for oil and gas company. And when that's when that knowledge is going to come into play. So what you can do so that your knowledge not be a waste is that you need to basically try to obscure yourself. How can you obscure yourself? Your previous knowledge, try to revamp yourself, try to use, try to um, update yourself and try to utilize it in one way or the other. With that, you can get better with your older and your new skill. Amazing. So one. No skill is a waste, no knowledge is a waste. Your former knowledge or whatever you think you, you're not exactly interested in anymore is not a waste. You need yeah. to also um, you know, upgrade your knowledge in one way or another in that regard to stay relevant and also find a way to apply 
the things you have learned in your former skill in whatever you have interest in now, you know, there'll be a way that it will come in in one way or another. Okay, yes. I have another question here. Um, I'm currently using my uncle's phone because I am in my uncle's house. I cannot necessarily afford online classes. Okay. What advice do you have for me? Okay. Um, you are currently your uncle's house and you cannot afford online classes. Yeah, well, that's the situation. When, that's when, you, when this person gets back home, you know. Yeah, okay. Doesn't so, maybe doesn't have. So yeah. that is, I, I understand the situation. I'm going to give a very practical answer. Um, what are the hard copy books you have with you? What are the hard copies book we have you have with you? Hmm. So what I mean, both academics and capacity building books. What are the you have opportunity to TV? What kind of channel are you watching? So there, there is there is knowledge around you. There is knowledge around you. So what hard copy books do you have with you? Both academics and capacity building books. What ex what station are you are you watching? If, if there if there's DSTV, you can there's a whole lot of stuff. Not only movies that are on there that I can learn from. So I, I won't tell you to go and buy a phone because I feel like for you to have you use your uncle's phone, you probably cannot afford a phone for now. So start what you have. You know, there is nothing wrong with starting small, but there's absolutely everything wrong with staying small. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So there is nothing wrong with starting small, but there is everything wrong with choosing to stay small. And there every resource you need for this time of your life is around you. Is around you, look around you, look at what books do you have. It might not even be your own book. Can you take a stroll to your friend's house who has the book? You know, take permission from your parents. I wear no mask. <laughs> I wear your nose mask, yeah. And you know, go and borrow a book. And yeah. you know. There's someone is asking, okay. um, how did you get your job role considering you were making a career switch? Okay. Um, how did I get my job role? Okay, I'll tell yeah. you what you hear story. Good. So let, let me just give you. So I, I used to be a um a shift manager or production manager in Nigerian juries. And um, I worked in Nigerian juries for three and a half years. Yeah, about three years, four months to be precise. And um, I, I just saw a role. So I, I was always telling my wife that I want to leave production. I want stuff like as with consulting roles or project management roles. So I, I saw an advert with British American Tobacco. They were looking for a project manager with, um, they were looking for a project manager with, um, with experience, with about three years experience. And um, they wanted somebody that had experience in project management and the rest and that can just come in and start work as, a, as a, they call it um, experienced professional hire. So guess what I did? I asked myself, okay, while in Nigerian business as a project manager, as a production manager, I was not a project manager, but I've handled a lot of projects. There were times that I've, I've handled them um, eating up, eating up, it's when I mean eating up, I've handled cost save. I've done cost saving projects like, um, one of the things about Montana about, uh, well, don't let me tell you about all those technical stuff. I've handled cost-saving projects. I've handled um, um, thermal consumption projects. 
abandoned new product innovation project like some of you that like Star Radler. I was one of the set of people that started Radler, Climax Energy Drink. So I, I did projects. What did I do? I entered that interview all basically like a project production manager. So, hmm. and what I did was that I, I did project management in my master's degree. It was one of part of the courses I did. So I read a lot of stuff about project management. I read all those phases in the initiation, planning, execution, monitoring, controlling, and closing phase. I read practical things about what can go on in the project. I read, I read theoretical parts of property management entails. Then I made up my mind to package all I've done in terms of projects. So when, when I entered that interview all, they, they said, have you handled the project before? I said, yes. Why? And I gave practical examples of the kind of project I've handled. And so I basically painted my previous experience as a project. And I sold it to them, and they saw that. I remember one of the things one, one, um, the, 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 the interviewer said was that it seems you have a lot of hands on experience, but we want somebody that can manage people and like a manage process. And I told him, I said, I was a, about 40 people were reporting to me. So I don't think managing a team of stakeholders is a problem for me. So I basically, so a lot of times people go for interview as trial and error. Make up your mind, gather your momentum, gather power. Do a lot of background reading, a background. I remember one of the questions that was asked me was that um, can I manage two projects at a time? And while studying preparing for this role, one of the things I saw was that about 60% is a about 60% of the projects that that are that that people go through. People uh, sorry, six percent of projects run concurrently. That is no project runs once at a, one at a time. And I was able to say that because I saw that in the book while preparing for the interview. So when I told them, they were amazed. I said, yes. And I said, because then they were, they were asking about some things about budget script, scope script. I have never utilized all those terminologies before, but I read them in the book and I tried to relate to my previous experience. So all you need to do is that you need to prepare. And one of the, my best quotes by Henry Ford, when preparation meets opportunity, success is always inevitable. So you need to prepare. When the opportunity comes, success becomes inevitable. Absolutely. So what exactly you the role you are looking up to, to to getting into the kind of roles you want to get in the next six months three months one year two years how prepared are you now like i said i want to go management consultant i'm doing already in the next five years that's my five years plan i'm doing all it takes already to get to my five-year dream so i'm not going to wait until five years time to start doing all those stuff i'm already preparing so when you hear that i'm a senior partner one day or a partner in mckinsey or or b or bcg it is it, it, not coincidence. It's because I'm already getting prepared for it now. Because every pressure means opportunities, success is inevitable. So that's my that that's the secret to that question. Amazing preparation, setting yourself up for success. I mean, like that was all that was just booming to my ear as you were speaking. You need to intentionally set yourself up. And then one thing that stood out from the things you said is, don't um um. Don't box yourself up. You know, you could have as well said, I don't have project management experience. Yeah, I want Absolutely. this job. Um, I don't have project management experience. It's not for me. It's for people that have done project management. You know, go for it. Yeah. Go for it. Prepare like you, like Adibayo said, you know, you have the experiences. You have, you just have to look inward. And like you said, package your, your experience as as a product they will buy or they Absolutely. are in buying and then you find out that you know you are you are, you will become the person that they are looking for when you 
when you do that, that is, you know, phenomenal suggestion for, for success. So I have a question here. Okay. Asking, please, can you tell us how you have maximized this COVID period? Okay. Personally, how has Adibayo maximized this COVID period? COVID period. Okay. Um, so I never enter a year coincidentally. So I, I have planned this year already. So when I was December, fourth quarter, I used the fourth quarter of every year to plan for 2020. For those that attended, I'm sorry, I'm breakfast meeting. I taught a lot of thoughts about how to plan, practical yeah. top to bottom approach of planning. And so what I did was nothing new at all this year. So this COVID period, what I wanted to, so part of my plans I had to do in Q, Q2, Q3, Q4, I pushed everything forward. So like I had longer time now to myself. Like I said, I've been working from home for 11 weeks on my bed to be precise, because I don't like using table and chair to work. I work on my bed, just slap back at the, at um. so I have a lot of time, no more five hours in Chappie from Ikeja to VI every, to Koi every day. I'm not, not, I'm no longer doing that. So what am I doing? All my Q3, in short, my Q2 plan, which is meant to end in June, I've finished executing them. So what I did was right. that all my plans that I planned this year, I pushed them forward. For example, the, I, I, I meant to write a book by Q4 of this, write the book Q3 and release the book Q4 of this year. I already started it in Q2 already. And right. by the end of Q3, the book is going to be out. So one of the things I plan to, I plan to write my PMP exam in Q3. So my PMP exam, like I said, I'm already studying for it. So all I'm doing is I'm still following the plans I've made, but moving them forward. And why am I doing that? So that in Q3, I can start 2021 plan already. And I can even start executing some of them. So the, the challenge is the reason why a lot of people are struggling to, to, to do something meaningful this COVID-19 is because they don't even have plans actually. They don't have plans already. So you should not, so like I always say is that your environment can influence you. Because there are certain things we cannot all get because we are Nigerians and we are in Nigeria. It's a bitter truth because automatically your, your environment puts a limit on you. However, your environment should not make decisions for you. So if you're allowing COVID-19 to make decisions for you, it's a problem already. So I'm not, I'm not doing anything exceptional. All I'm doing is I'm moving my plan. My plans are what I'm meant to execute in 2020. I'm executing them at a faster rate already because I have more time for, for myself. So what I want to say is that if you, because the last time this pandemic happened, something close to this was 1918. That's almost a century oh. or more than a century. So it means that you, can, you cannot predict the future. The only thing is that you can predict your situation by planning. So what I've done, your, so what I've done this year is that I've taken course of marketing analysis. I've gotten my certificate already. Um, I'm writing books. My organization with with um success with international. I have um I'm privileged to be a team lead of a social enterprise. We are our plan. We have added to our plan. We, we, we for example, there's something called we do breakfast meeting. We meant we meant to do once a month. We are doing it twice a month. We just need a scholarship program. The scholarship program was not planned for this year. We plan to have a school acquisition program for for secondary school students around August during summer holidays. So I'll say, well, because of COVID-19 situation, it's not possible for us to gather people again this year. So we just thought about it. Let's do scholarship program and get good scholarship. We have executed that already. It's gone. So a quarter three plan has been fully executed in quarter two. So it's, it's just planning. So you need to always plan your year. When you plan your year and this COVID-19 happens to you, then you know that it's very easy to just execute those plans. So because if I tell you how to maximize COVID-19 and COVID-19 doesn't occur again, 
It means that you, you, may not, you may not be able to apply the principle I'm telling you. But the principle of planning, it's a life goal principle. So just plan. That's all. Just plan. Amazing. Thank you. Plan, 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 plan. Can you please give us a few planning tips? Okay. A few planning tips. Okay, so um, there's, there's a planning tip, just one me method. And um, it's called top to bottom approach. So I'll give you very practical. It has the overall aim. It has the objectives and it has the strategy. So there are three legs to the top to bottom approach. So that I, will, I will explain. I just want to just give you the methodology. So we have the top to bottom approach. That's the, that's the name of the planning tip. Now, there are three steps under it. You have the aim. You have the objectives. Then you have the strategies. So this is what I mean. For example, if your plan, one of your plans, maybe one of your financial plan is to save 3 million naira in 2020. That is your aim, right? That is your aim. You will pick it. That is your aim. Now you have picked it. Number two, the second methodology there is what are the objectives to achieve that aim? Number one, I need the 3 million naira because I want to buy a car. I want to go on vacation. I want to have an emergency fund account. I'm paying for my wedding. Those are the objectives. So because this is the reason, whatever you don't back up with why, just like my Miro said, if the purpose of material is not known, abuse is inevitable. Because the reason why you want to achieve that overall aim, which is to save three million is because of the objectives. So when you look at the objectives, ah, my wedding is in two years time. I need to plan. I need to save vigorously. Do you understand my point? So that is what the objective will do for you. Objective will make your your aim to be what will not make you sleep at night. Now, after you've defined your objective for why you need to achieve that aim, the thought of the strategies. So how exactly do I need to achieve that three million era? Number one, I need to start saving 40% of my monthly income. Number two, I need to eat out only once a month or once a quarter. Number three, I need to cut down on my ice cream intake. Number four, I need to forgo vacation from three times in a year to once in a year. That is uh -huh. it. You see what I've taught you now? I've taught you practical steps to planning. You know the overall aim. You have the objective why you are actually getting that in and the strategies to ensure that you achieve that in practical top to bottom approach of planning i've been using it for about four years now and it has always been effective for me mm, amazing so if you didn't take anything out of this webinar please ensure you take the top to bottom approach of planning find your your overall aim your objective and then your strategies your aim is the is the overall goal your objective is your why. You need to find your why. Why do you want to? Why are you doing this? Why do you want to do what you're doing? You know, and then what are the strategies? What are the things that will help you achieve all of all those things? Phenomenal, phenomenal. Thank you so much, Adibayo. I have another question here. Okay. On mentorship. So the person okay. is saying, you seem to have a vast knowledge of, um, Tell us about mentorship. How as do you have mentors? Um, how, what role have they played in your success okay. and all of that? And um, I, I call mentorship lifelong wire because I feel like if you want to get into 10 years in three years, mentorship is the ladder to climb. And mm -hmm. um, I let me uh, let me just tell you a little bit of, of, of my academic um, success. While I was in hundred level, in, in I went to Governance University, and my first semester, when the result came out, the first semester result I had four point nine nine out of five points, and um, I had just one B 
in a one unit course. So that was that 4.99. Yes, let me shine. And <laughs> what I did was we were about 60 in the department, and I noticed that about 10 of us had above 4.5. I get you my point. Yeah. About 10 of us had about above 4.5. That's first class, that's semester. Do you know what I did? I wrote down all those that had first class matric number. Do you know why I did that? Because then there was no name when they presented the result, it was just matric number. I traced it to the class attendance to write everybody's name to know those that had first class. Do you know the reason? Because I wanted to know for you to be on the first class. Don't forget, I was the highest. For you to be on the first class, there's something you know differently. Now, I wrote everybody's name down. Now, and I went to meet them. All of them, one, my name is Adibaya Ajayi. I just want to say that um, um, you, are, you are in the first class. I know you're in the first class. I just want to say that I would like to be your friend. That's all I did. Second yeah. semester, they dropped from 10 to 7. I, those that dropped, I think their name. The 7, I went to meet them. 12 level first semester, they dropped to 4. I think those 4. Now, 12 level second semester, we dropped to 3. I think those people's name. And now, there was somebody, he was always constant. His name is Kenny Amo. On that, um, I, I, forget, I was still the best student per semester in the class. But there was somebody, Kenny, Kenny Amo, the guy's brain power is, is he, he can read in five minutes and get about 10 pages. All I needed to do was, I, 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 he became my reading partner. And I still date, he's currently doing PhD in University of Lagos. I call him my mentor. Now, mm -hmm. I positioned myself with Kenny that I read with him. Don't forget, mm -hmm. I was the best student in the class. But most of those success, most of those things that I don't even understand when I'm reading, Kenny explained those things to me. And guess what? When we graduated, we were only two that graduated with first class in that department, myself and Kenny Amo. I finished mm -hmm. as the best student with 4.83. Kenny finished with 4.54. It was the second. See the difference? Whereas I know. That's some, one of the reasons why I, my job was like because I leveraged on Kenny's strength. That's one. Mm -hmm. Number two, when I was not the level, I, was in chem, I did chemical engineering coming out of university. I wrote down all the best students' names from 200 level and above in chemical engineering. I went to meet them. There was a particular guy, Victor Emeneke. He was, the guy was, a, was in current level then. I went to meet him. I said, I noticed that people call you professor. It's because you understand the basis of chemical engineering. Can you explain it to me? And mm. I remember when, that, when we were about, when the guy was, he was when he was graduating, he was five level, I was in 300 level when he was graduating. He prayed for me. He said, whatever gave me academic ease, I impact you. He, mm. he said, I, and he gave me all his lecture notes. I was in 300 level. He gave me his 400 level and his level lecture notes. He said, I was going to pass this thing to, to 400 level students, but I'm passing it over to you because you have desired it and you have pursued it for three years consistently. That is academic excellence. Now, I had other mentors that were not even in my department. Osai Michael, Suleiman Labuya. And Suleiman Labuya is my life mentor to date. I don't joke with him. In short, when I went for my master's, I was asking those that have gone for master's to help me. It's so, both in, in, in marriage, I have mentors. In, in my career, I have mentors. So mm -hmm. I don't joke with it because I believe that someone has gone ahead of me. Why don't I pursue those things that they've, that they've, why, why do I need to struggle to get what they've gotten in five years? I can get it in two years if I know what they've done. And I have a lot of people that I'm currently mentoring and I can say that they are excelling in whatever they are doing up to today. I'm one of them. Thank you, Shuri. And, and it's so amazing that I met you when you were a copper, when I was a manager. And the impact I have, I have on you 
is still is is still speaking to date. How yes. people like success, success ratio, Fumito, Thomas, Makiwa, doing great. A lot of people, like one of them is also in this uh, meeting too, Tumi J, doing great. And the truth is that a lot of times, people in our generation are too proud. My mm. life mentor, Solomon Elaboya, I'm older than him. Not one year, not two years. But he's my life mentor. I don't care about age. I care about what I have to get. But mm. our generation, we don't believe in mentoring. And the last time we're going to talk about mentoring is that, guys, you don't need to go far to get someone that is in the baby boomer generation to mentor you. You need, you need to get somebody that is a millennial like you to mm. mentor you. Because mm. times have changed. So mm. they understand what you are going through. A baby boomer will tell you that, no, 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 no. Their philosophies of life are different. So you need to get somebody that is in your generation to mentor you. Because those ones will give you the practical reality of the current status in life and help you navigate through the orders of life. Thank you. Amazing. It has been explosive this evening. Thank you so much, Adebayo. You're welcome. So, your mentors are around you. Look for them. Yeah, yeah. Find them. Pursue them. Go after them. Make yourself friendly enough, you know, to accommodate them. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, Welcome. We'll have to take more questions, more questions, but we're running out of time and we need to be accountable for that. Um, this record, this um, webinar is recorded. Um, we'll make it available on all our social media platforms for you to you know, have access to that. Um, if you have any more questions for DreamBoard, for Adebayo, you can send an email to dreamboardinitiative at gmail.com. We will definitely respond to you with, um, with the answers, you know, and then stay tuned to our social media channels as well for, you know, our posts and updates, turn on your notifications for our posts and updates. We are so glad that you all came out here to be a part of this webinar. Thank you for giving us your one hour. Thank you for counting us worthy to have one hour of your time. We are grateful. Thank you, Adibaya Ajayi, for impacting. Thank you so much. Um, with, you know, if you had gone to pay for this, we would have paid a fortune <laughs> to get all of this. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, have a good evening, everybody. Thank right. you so much. You too. Thank you.